welcome to where the furniture isn't always the best, but them views, they are amazing. floor i have no idea why i always say live because y'all always listen to this on a recording but it just flows that way so pretty soon we'll have to do it live just to make it uh all fit together well but i am the 13th yes on the 13th we'll get to that later ladies and gentlemen about the 13th but i am your host carol kadayo i don't drop my last name very often aka coach k aka Morpheus, a.k.a. The Tuner. Today uh, is a special day on In the Break Room because I have uh, two of my regular 13th floor castmates in the building today. I've got my guy who's usually the moderator of the 13th floor. You missed him on the last episode, but that's all right. Um, he's here today. That's why he's making a special appearance in the break room. It's his penance for being missing, but... <laughs> Uh, Brett Jones, the moderator. What's happening, sir? I'm good, man. I'm abundant and happy to be here. Thank you for having me on the break. Uh, yeah, the break room. I'm about to say the break, break floor. <laughs> break floor. That's funny. I mean, you know, you said thank you for, for having you in here. Like, it's not just a short walk down the hallway. But um, any case, I got BJ. What's happening, sir? All good, man. We're here another week. Let's get this thing popping. Good, good, good. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, before we get into it, um, I'd like to remind you to please subscribe on all of the various platforms that we're on. That could be Google Play, that could be SoundCloud, that could be iTunes, that could be Vimeo, that could be YouTube, that could be iHeartRadio, that could be, um, who am I missing? Spotify. I always miss Spotify. Uh, I think I mentioned YouTube already. Um, man, subscribe to our page on Instagram at 13th Floor, please. Uh, subscribe to us on Facebook. There are so many options. You have no excuse. Um, definitely hit those like and subscribe buttons. Fellas, how's the week? What's going on? I'm not used to this part. I'm usually just used to talking to myself. <laughs> the damn paradise, man. We good down here. Okay, you guys are good? Oh, that's uh, busy, busy week as always. Uh, you know, the job is the job, and all the challenges and curveballs that get thrown. Mm -hmm. uh, but it makes you appreciate, you know, the family life and being home with the the pregnant wife, fiance, and Nia, and trying to make sure that time is well spent um, there and not getting not getting caught up in the rut. That was life probably pre-COVID, man, maintaining uh, a sense of uh, awareness and intentionality, like being present. That's what I want to say, being present you for everything. So. Staying in this moment. That's yes. Right. Yes. So that's it. That's right. So there's so many things we could talk about, but before we get to the main topic of the day, um, what do we think about the world champion Lakers? <laughs> Man, I would tell you, uh, I definitely want to. I, I say hats off to the Heat 
because I think by all uh, regular uh, assumptions and expectations, it should have been a sweep uh, for the talent that was on the Lakers. Um, but, you know, they showed up when they wanted to show up and the heat really pushed them. Uh, but it was expected. Um, like I said, I think the Lakers with the talent, they could have swept them. But I think the heat just one piece away. Um, to really putting it on, putting it on the Lakers. If they and and Dragic didn't play two games, I don't, I didn't watch Game Six, uh, so I don't know how effective he was or wasn't. I saw the he, stat line, and he was not very, he was not very effective. And then you know Jimmy B, he gave it all up Game Five, um, yep. and that showed itself in Game Six. In game so Six, he, nothing left in the tank. You can't really fault him for that, man. That's what you want to do. You go out to battlefield and you leave it all out there and, you know, you live with the results. Um, but I think they were very, very competitive. Um, they made them work. I don't. I think the Lakers should really be looking at why they had to work so hard, um, especially next year, because it's going to be a whole new Eastern Conference against them and maybe some changes in the West. But, um, yeah, I mean, I'm not really, I guess, that impressed at all. I think it was expected. I think LeBron, you know, he got his fourth ring. Um, you know, I, I appreciate him for everything he is for NBA, but I appreciate him even more for what he does off the off the court. Yeah, as a person, and you know, uh, I'm BJ. I'm not even gonna come to you to f see what you think because even though you're you're in Miami, you're not a, a sports guy. You hate when we get to these parts because you just kind of fade to the background. So, but I'm I'm gonna relate it to something that will. Um, I do got know. one thing though. What you got? It, it is not about the sports. So when you look at the bubble that was the NBA for the time they brought back the season and started over again, how they were able to maintain um, the health of the players to maintain just the fluidity of the game. It was impressive because you have teams here left and right that are falling by the wayside and trying to bring pro sports back to get back to what was normal. So kudos to them for the bubble. They put them up there in Orlando um, again, they had some stats out the other day, and that was the first time I really looked at it like that. Um, but I was impressed with that. So what they did, how many players, um, how many days total, how many hours of workouts they were, the facilities, they, kept, they had zero cases for all the teams that came through there. So kudos to NBA as a whole. I mean, what they did for the players to protect them. So that was a shout-out, definitely a shout-out for them. Yeah, I, you know, I agree. And what I would also say is um, – I just appreciate the NBA allowing them to use the platform the way that they did sur surrounding social justice. Right. And, and to me, the fact that they had no COVID cases was almost a testimony to, Hey, if you do the right thing by people, we'll, we'll, we'll bless you. Right. And, and you guys don't hear me talk like that often, but um, for sure, <laughs> you know, you, you compare it to all the other sports um, and their efforts to support social justice. You compare it to the country and what's happening uh, to the world. And people may look at the NBA and just be like, oh, man, these guys are just all about sports and basketball. But nope, it was much bigger than that. And I think they were rewarded for it. Mm -hmm. I think they will continue to be. So I um, definitely appreciate those efforts. I want to take it back to um, kind of Brett said it. He doesn't know he said it, but once I – I reveal it here tune tune us into it we'll, we'll we'll see it so he talked about the heat and giving them props and he talked about lebron um and lebron doing what lebron does and being able to get a fourth ring 
And I think the common denominator between those things is both the Miami Heat as a team and LeBron James as a person mm-hmm. took the initiative and made the most of the opportunity by being exactly who they were. Mm-hmm. So when you look at the Heat, there's a certain brand of basketball that for years the Miami Heat is known for, and they didn't go into the bubble and try to be anything other than what they were, mm-hmm. right? Um, look, they, they, what did they say? We're going to be the nastiest. We're going to be the most well-conditioned um, athletes on the floor. And, and you could see that through games. I mean, look at Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Butler played all but a couple seconds of game five. Um, when we get to LeBron, we already know he's got a work ethic. That work ethic continued even when um, they had postponed play. And just he went out there and just did what he did. It doesn't matter. He's probably the most criticized athlete that there is today. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't feel the need to change or be anything other than what he is. And in doing so, he became a four-time NBA champion. Mm-hmm. So I want to put the point out there of when you're able to tune in or when you're able to, as a company, um, you may have all the talent in the world as a company, but if you don't have anything to keep the bricks together that you have back in your quarry, then your company is going to suffer. So what I want to talk about is, Brett, we just did something for you and one of your groups, um, right? Mm -hmm. CBM, which stands for? Chamber of Black Markets, baby. Chamber of Black Markets. And as Morta Consulting, we were able to come in and do a workshop for you guys. And it dealt with exactly, hey, let's, let's really dig into, you know, you guys are, let's call you a startup. Mm-hmm. Um, let's lay the foundation for who are you? Mm-hmm. You know, who mm-hmm. are you all as individuals? Who are you all as a, comp- as a company? Mm-hmm. So for you, what was that process like? And when we first came up with doing this for CBM, did you think that you would see the end result that you got after we did the workshop for you? I definitely thought I would see the end result. And that's just um, a kudos and testament to who you guys are um, with Mortar Consulting. Um, I, don't, I don't expect anything less than excellence. Um, if you're a listener of the podcast, you know that I've worked with Carol. Um, I've come up under him you know he's helped get me you know going in different various ways in professional life so it was expected BJ and what he's achieved at his you know day job and what he brings to the table with mortar like we I expected results now what those results actually looked like now then you know yeah it was a little eye-opening for me it was very insightful Um, the process was uh, amazing Uh, I have to say that you were right from the beginning about doing it in person versus virtually um and we definitely you know took the precautions we needed to take but it was definitely worth it because you got the real interaction you know we got to be ourselves we got to really feel you guys and it definitely would not have been the same if we talking about these exercises and these conversations around identity values you know what 
CBM means to us and what we want CBM to bring to the world. Definitely is not going to be the same if all of us are sitting and looking at you guys on a computer and just, you know, talking about a PowerPoint presentation. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I think it was huge, um, you know, spending that time with the gang, with the chamber or whatever. Um, yeah. Yeah. And it's it's what's interesting. And, and ladies and gentlemen, so what we do is and it depends on your situation, on your company or even you as an individual, what we'll get, which we'll get to later. But what we're able to do to really break down your company from a value perspective, from a um, teamwork and communication perspective, from a internal um, look and an external look, right? So we break down all those different components that I just said, but for CBM, or Chamber of Black Markets, what we started out with was an individual breakdown of each person, right? Which um, that's not necessarily what we specialize in it as mortar, but um, as Carol Cadillac LLC, you know, my, my solo company, um, we definitely deal with a lot more individuals um, and, and we're able to use the, the, the tools are very versatile, Um, And we can use them, whether it be for an individual or a group. So in this particular case, we chose to break down all of the individuals first and do individual sessions with them. Um, And I'll turn it over to BJ for a second, just to talk about what that individual breakdown was like and, and what we could see for this company that brought us in to consult with them. So BJ, kind of walk us through that, like just our initial conversations and when we started getting assessments back, what what we were thinking and, and go from there. So it's one of those situations where you you know you have this certain number of people that have come together and you we knew what, three, just, just under half, just under half of the group already. So we knew what personalities um, through uh, just interactions before previous, um, what they brought to the table. But again, anytime you bring a large group of people from different mindsets, from different backgrounds, really, together, there tends to be a lot of barriers, let's put it that way, right? Because everybody has to get to know each other. People come with their own preconceived notions. Um, sometimes, and not, I'm not saying in this case, but sometimes there's, there's even egos that get in the way, right? Um, but what we were able to do was kind of use the profiles that we have access to, to get a glimpse at the person before we actually sat down and talked to the person. I think that was the most beneficial for us. Cause again, outside of those four, the other people were just, we, we didn't have any preconceived notions. We didn't have anything to do with. We just saw their data. And the beauty of it is, it's not us just making stuff up. If they're true to the profile, true to the um, assessment that they do, we get a true depiction. So when we were able to put, sit down face to face, we already knew this person is going to be a lively one. We're going to have to pull some out of, as this person with questions to pull out of them. We have to pull, break down this barrier first with this person. This person may not even shut up, turn on a camera, which <laughs> other, <laughs> other reasons. For other reasons, at that point in time, we found out later on why the camera was off because that person was always doing something. But again, we knew these things prior to it. It was confirmation once we got to sit down and talk. Um, again, the beauty of it is that um, out of all 11 people, there was not an instance that we came across. Then people were like, no, that's not me. No, I, I, that's, I, I disagree with what you're saying. 
we were able to use the data to basically more or less just um, confirm what they already knew, but mm -hmm. also deep, a step deeper. And again, talking about those motivators and demotivators in their lives. And actually a lot of people in your group um, in, in the Chamber of Black Markets have already begun to do that inner reflection, which was great to see in here as well, because you got people who are um, into mindfulness, they're into the meditation, they're in for all these other components to center themselves and get in touch with who they are, which a lot of times you don't see. So we were able to, again, just kind of break down individually, have that one-on-one -on -one conversation. And in that, even in a group, I mean, it's good to point out that we had, what, four couples, mm -hmm. three individuals. So mm -hmm. We were even taught the husband and wives um, back to back to back to back. Um, and, and I want to say we actually had some conversations that at the end, even that day we were there, um, that actually helped them kind of open communication a little bit better with themselves between each other. Um, so I hope that's what, that's a hope that's a takeaway we were able to bring. When we look at the big picture, CBN was almost um, like that ideal group that you want to kind of feel out to get um, how they operate, how they move. But I think what they walked away with was a lot more than we could even bring to the table what we could even expect. We expect the high things, high return. But there were some things, some aha moments, even when we were face to face, you could saw, you could see it, the light bulbs coming on and right. uh, ahas and connections being made. So it was right. great. So I, I think one of the things that we experience as Mortar and I experienced Carol Cadillac LLC. So right now, ladies and gentlemen, I have a thing going on, going on that you may have missed out on, um, but I got this tune-up challenge going. And one of the things that remains consistent is that when you try to tune or you try to identify a company, or you try to identify a, an individual, um, a lot of times we know. Deep down inside, we know exactly who we are mm -hmm. and what we bring to the table, what our values are. Unfortunately, um, for a group, some of the things that BJ mentioned, like ego, um, you know, envy, all these things that come in and um, sometimes people just would rather tank the success of the group because they're not the one leading it or they feel like they should be in a position. Um, sometimes we sabotage ourselves because we want to portray an image and keep up an image that's not actually us as an individual. And in, in both cases, when we use the tools that we use to help companies or individuals, you can't help but really tell the truth, really, because the way that we set it up to where we recommend the conditions under which you take the assessments, um, we tell you what the time allotment should be. All of these things, we tell you don't, don't do at a time where you're going to have distractions. It's really in a time where you might as well be in a meditative state in some cases, um, and you end up being so transparent and just you know you're revealing the essence of yourself or of your company and when we tell people hey i have 80 pages on you as an individual they're just like wait what <laughs> you have what um and the level of detail that we're able to take you through and actually start breaking things down 
for you and people feel like we've known them all their life or that we've known their company like we went and researched their company somewhere and it's just amazing to see what appears to be aha moments but those are actually moments where either your company or your individual self is getting back in touch with the core and essence of who you are exactly i was going to say a couple of things man because you guys took 11 individuals and were able to depict what they are as a group at the end of this, you know, or at least get us on the path. I mean, the setting of the foundational values was the, to me, the biggest part because it's something that's very important, especially when starting a business that we feel like we had, but as we worked through some of those exercises and it was more uh, inherent in nature and not necessarily explicit, we got, we got closer and closer to the explicit nature and making sure that those values are weaved in to the backbone of the company or of the chamber. And so that piece, you know, was, was really huge. And when you talk about the, the test and the 80-something pages that you get on an individual, ladies and gentlemen, you got to understand, you cannot cheat this test, all right? because it, it, it is literally going to identify who you are as a person and give you those, those best qualities and attributes on how you're supposed to be working in your optimal space. And if so, you cheat it, it will give you a message to ask you, are you sure? Exactly. I guess y'all get that on the back end, right? Uh, no, there's actually uh, one of them that, that will flag you and let you know, um, no. <laughs> it's not consistent, right? Right. It's not consistent, right. Right. And, and then there's so much value in that in itself, because we take these personality assessments that are, I guess, more behavior based and they give you these cookie cutter questions where it's like, OK, you got to answer the question right to get the right to get the job. These situations where you have to pick between it's more like morality questions where you got to pick between the lesser of two evils, you know. You got to pick one. So you have to make a decision and it forces you into that, backs you into a corner where you're going to show your true self 99.9% .9 of the time. And so when you can have a great understanding of yourself and then pull that into a company with 11 individuals and those 11 individuals can find where that alignment comes into play, that's huge. And I think that's, we knew going into it because we all had similar situations, similar experiences and wanted to create a similar impact. However, this is 11 people, probably six or seven different actual businesses that we all operate or are in the startup phase of operating. So you're bringing together, it's hard for people when it's one, one in one person to come together to form a business and then not, you know, fall by the wayside or fall apart. You're talking about doing that with 11 individuals, with 11 different egos, 11 different personalities, characteristics, and all of that. And we were still able on our own to understand where we can kind of align and then bring in the tools and the help of Mortar Consulting that still pushed us back to say, hey, y'all are good, but this is how you get the great. You know, y'all need to start putting some time and thought energy into these things to make sure that the what you're weaving, like they said, what's holding the bricks together? That mortar piece right there, make sure y'all have that. And then once you get that piece, everything else flows. I mean, we had an exercise that spoke to that, but <clears throat> again, it's a, it's a challenge. And like we will do, we rise to that occasion. Yep, absolutely. 
and I got to tell you, so it's funny. So you, we, we talk about it from the startup perspective because, you know, that's where you guys are. But it, it is interesting to go into seasoned companies mm-hmm. and they realize how far away they are from what their values are and their intent. And then to watch that now, try to break that down as to how did we get here? That's a totally different experience and a different phenomenon. And and you just see people all of a sudden starting to realize, well, we made this decision. We made this decision. None of these were in line with our values. And I would say for a company, it's one thing, right? Because you may have investors, you may be publicly traded. There are different things that are pushing you in a direction. But I think it's even more impactful when you do it with an individual. Mm -hmm. And they start to realize that I am so far out of tune with who I am. How did I get there? And you start realizing, okay, well, is it the foundation that my parents tried to set me on that wasn't necessarily what I wanted? Is it Mm -hmm. my spouse? Is it, you know, I've been through some traumatic experience um, or I I let my failures um, make me feel like I wasn't being the right person. And I changed when what I really should have done is I should have stayed the course Mm -hmm. and I would have gotten to that thing that's actually for me and be successful at it. So it's just crazy to to watch this. And And I think the way that we even got here, like the way that we got to mortar, the way that we got to Carol Cadillo LLC, um, it wasn't something <laughs> that, that we started out with, right? Especially not for Carol Cadillo LLC. We were all types of other stuff before Carol Cadillo LLC. Um, and then nobody, we didn't really set out to become mortar consulting. That just kind of things just started lining up and mm-hmm. we were doing certain things. And I said, BJ, mm-hmm. man, you might want to check this out. He checked this, this thing out that we were, I was trying to get certified in. And then we were just like, well, wait a minute. <laughs> we can do some things with this and then boom mortar consulting was birthed and for a lot of people out there that's exactly like like we think that success or um our purpose is this really complex thing and this uh almost mystical accomplishment that that we're waiting to happen and the more in tune you are with yourself or the more that your company is aligned with, the, with, with, with values that you actually sat there and crafted early in the process and didn't just jump to product or service uh, uh, production mm-hmm. is the easier your road is going to be. And I think mm-hmm. it was because when we started, when we were exposed to the profiles as a whole and we started understanding at a deeper level, our own personal values, what we're trying to do, and then having that reflection in our own lives and our own nine to five jobs and our own um, personal strides, whatever we were trying to do is like, okay, where's the misalignment with us? And we saw how we could use it to align, help align ourselves while helping align other people. That, that, that was a major takeaway for me uh, uh, along the, the road till we get to get to this point. So. Yeah, it's it, been an interesting ride. It's been an interesting ride, um, but it hasn't been that long of a ride. No, not at all. That's the crazy thing. Like, time has been going quickly, and you know, as people and as companies, we get impatient because we want to see results quicker, not realizing that no, you got to slow down. 
and things will come at its pace. And another thing is that you guys have heard me say before, it's almost like traffic. And, you know, you'll, you'll use your, your phone GPS to figure out what's the best route to get you there the quickest, right? Or with the least amount of obstacles. And when you align your company values or your individual values, that's you using your, your internal GPS to get you to the point quicker with the least amount of obstruction, even though from a mile perspective or a distance perspective, it may be longer, but it might still be the shortest route mm -hmm. to the success that you're looking for or the, the company environment that you're looking for. But when you get out there and, and, and you're just not aligned to your company values or your individual values, you end up trying to take all these back roads thinking right. that you're going to get around traffic and you're going to get there quicker and it doesn't happen. No, nah, man, you can't cheat success, man. You can't cheat, you know, hard work and what it all brings. And I think as you, you spoke about it earlier, especially when you go into those, um, those exp uh, yeah, experienced companies or companies that have some, some type of longevity and they got away from their values um, for whatever reasons it happens. People in life, we get away from what is true to us, our values for various reasons, wife, husband, kids, work, you know, just a, a midlife crisis or whatever. Um, so it's important uh, because I feel like, you know, just personally, I'm in one of those transitional stages that when you identify it, you have to look at the ways to get back to those values. And sometimes it takes people around you or mortar consultings or you just caring enough to want to get back to that and understanding that you're not going the way that you typically or that you really want to go or you're just kind of off course a little bit to get you back on on track. So don't think that, you know, once you've identified it and you got it once and that's it because there's a, there was a series of decisions and steps you took to identify it. And there's going to be a series of steps or decisions that you make to stay on it. And that doesn't mean that there won't be roadblocks, hurdles, or things pulling you left and right along the path. So it's very important to have those reminders or check-ins or get the ability to realign yourself or have people to hold you to some of those values or, you know, retune you, so to speak, as you're going along. Oh, man, definitely. Um, thank you for that. Were you about to say something, BJ? No, I just said most definitely. That's right on, spot on. Again, we all need that at some point in time, recentering, rebalancing, whatever you want to call it. Uh, it's just that getting yourself back in, in tune uh, with what really drives you, what really motivates you. Because a lot of times we get stuck in those ruts you were talking about. It's happened to all of us at some point mm -hmm. in time for different mm -hmm. situations, right? Um, mm -hmm. But when you can realize that that's what you're in, is what you do to help get yourself out. And that's exactly. what we gotta do. And we gotta support each other. Cause even in these times right now, the days there's, man, listen, people are going through so much right now. People are caring so much that you would even never know they're, they're just carrying it inside. And people are just ready to bubble over. And people are bubbling over left and right. Um, I know even, even amongst some of our friends, like there's people probably we know and talk to on a daily basis that we have no idea all the, the baggage they're carrying. Um, but again, what can we do to leverage um, something like the profile assessment to get it to dig a little bit deeper to talk about that alignment and misalignment in their lives and how to help them get back on track? 
that that's the motivator for me right there. Mm. Listen, man, why why you're sitting there talking about that, man? It is amazing how messages come to you in different forms, um, and I, I I don't know why. While you were talking, it just took me back to a song um, by Tamia. There's a stranger in my house. And you want to say I'm not familiar. Can you, you give me a little bit of that? No, nah, you can look it up. Um, <laughs> you got title. Um, but basically, the premise of the song is she goes through talking about her and this relationship. And she's saying that there's a stranger in my house and this person wouldn't do this and they wouldn't do that. And then in the end of the song, you, you, you spend the whole time thinking that she's talking about her significant other, but really she's talking about herself. Right. And she just doesn't recognize the person that she is anymore. And for a lot of people, as you were just saying, and a lot of companies, this COVID-19 revealed a lot of that. Yes, it did. There, there were companies that, man, wow, they realized they were not really truly built to last. Um, they were not providing the services they should have been providing. There are people, um, and I've said it many times over the last few months, that since everything quieted down and they got to spend time with themselves and didn't have a job that was distracting them, they don't even know who they are. They're just like, and they're terrified. Um, so what I would say is, and, and what I would tell the listeners, um, and I'm sorry, we just started having a conversation with ourselves and stopped talking to you all. Um, but <laughs> there's, there's fruit there. Yeah. Yeah. There's definitely some fruit there that there's some food. Um, there, there's so many gems that have been dropped, but one of the things as a company or as an individual, you cannot be scared to ask for help. There are so many companies out there that want to build everything in-house and they don't want to let it out because, you know, somebody might steal their idea or, or their vision or whatever it is. Look, that's what non-disclosure agreements are for. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's a legal way to do everything. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know. For individuals, you know, we're, we're, we're embarrassed. We are frustrated. We get angry with ourselves uh, and we don't want to talk about it because we don't want to tell people that we've been out here as somebody else, that we've been playing a, 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 a movie character that we don't even, and we don't even know who we truly are. There are people out there that can help you. And those people have like, I don't know, what do they have? HIPAA? They got all types of, 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 of health policies that, that prevent people from revealing what's going on. Or you hire somebody like Carol Cadillo LLC, or you hire Mortar Consulting. Um, either one, we don't go out there and disclose people inf- people's information. We want to help you. Uh, the more people that we can help, uh, the more that we feel like we've served our purpose and we've done our job. Mm-hmm. So don't be scared. Go out there and get help. It's not always going to be the, 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 the people we traditionally run to might be the people that are the noise in your life. They might be the people keeping your bricks from staying together, right? Um, <laughs> you could be imploding because of the advice that you're getting from the wrong people. So mm-hmm. find people that genuinely, this is what they're dedicated to. This is what they want to do for you. This is their purpose because they are out there and um, be the best version of yourself be the best version of your company and go out there and achieve those results that you really want the way that you intended to as who you were supposed to be or 
forward. In line with the values that you decided on. And let us know how that goes. We'd love to hear from you. Um, as always, you can leave comments. You can leave reviews. We appreciate either one. Um, and we'd love to reach out to you. If you need help, as always, we're here. Reach out to us. Um, you can send us an email. How about that? We're going to try a different way this week. I was going to reach out to us on social media, email, call us. Like No, we're going to put our email address out okay. because, you know, normally we, we try all the, the podcast platforms that we're on and, and we get very little. So let's put an email out. What's, what's that 13th floor email, Brett? So you got 13th floor views at gmail.com. We're going to have fresh throw that joint up here on the, uh, on the screen. So we ain't got to like spell it all out and everything, but 13th floor views at gmail.com and get with us. We take topics, discussions, and we can absolutely forward any information over to our guys at Mortar Consulting or Carol Kadaya LLC, whichever way you need to be funneled. And, and for those of you that don't watch it on YouTube, 13th, like, one three T H floor just the way floor views views with an S. Don't put 13th floor view at gmail.com. It's not gonna get to us. It's 13th floor views at gmail.com. As Brent looks up and is like, is it view or is it views? But I'm pretty sure it's views. <laughs> it's uh, definitely so views. <laughs> yeah, 13th floor views at gmail.com. And we'd like to hear from you. Um, man, let us know what your favorite episodes are. We, we're, we're interested. I mean, we kind of know because we see the listens and we see the views, but we want to see what you all think. What I think Peter going to jump up there, man, kind of quick. Uh, it's crazy how both of the real estate episodes going to uh, jump to the top of the list. But, uh, yeah, that, that episode last week, man, was very, very dope. Nice, nice. Shout out to Peter Beckford, Peter Beckford Realty. Yes, um, but, fellas, um, thank you for joining me here in the break room this week. Um, next week, we'll be back to our regular 13th floor presentation. Uh, and that's it, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for joining us. We appreciate you uh, here in the break room, brought to you by the 13th floor um, via recording, not live. But it was a pleasure. But we live, though. <laughs> <laughs> um, do. Absolutely. Do put on your calendar um november 13th is that what we're going for is that is that the we're friday the 13th? For november 13th that is friday the 13th november uh, 13th we will be bringing you a special live edition of the 13th floor uh we will release the time soon and make sure that everybody is aware so that you can be ready that day hey man i'm thinking the day i won't care what time we're doing it. let's go <laughs> yeah i'm, I'm doing I'm the same thing sir <laughs> So, um, ain't gonna be yeah. no question. Glad we said that now. Let's go. Yep. So, we stand in position every Friday the 13th, no matter what. <laughs> and it's crazy because I just happened to be looking at the calendar and caught one early this time. You know what I'm saying? Normally, right. we figure it out the Thursday before. Right, right, right. So, ladies and gentlemen, that's our show. Uh, once again, please like and subscribe. You can get us on Google Play, iTunes, SoundCloud, Vimeo, uh, YouTube iHeartRadio, Spotify, so many places. You know what, Brett? I think we need to cut down the number of places that we're on so that we can really track how many people are listening and watching. But we can talk about that offline. That's a lot of platforms for people to catch us. Well, whatever you prefer. You know, you ain't got to be everywhere at one point in time. You know, you can just go to uh, Spotify or iTunes. You know what I mean? Like, I want to start making people sign up 
sign up to platforms to hear us. Like if you're not on such and such platform, we're not available on yours. You got to come sign up to us. Just, just, just you know, exclusive access, right? Exclusive access. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I will say though, title. We're still looking for you. Um, I don't know where you're at, but we're still looking for you. That's another offline conversation. I feel like we had that conversation. Conversation, but we're gonna come knock on your door. We're not gonna wait for you to knock on ours because who would we be if we did that? We'll come check you out. But anyway, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in. We will see you all next week. There it is. Thirteenth floor, where the furniture isn't always the best, but the views are amazing. 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 Amazing.